I'm going to start with a question today. Are you a struggling athlete? Do you see yourself as a struggling athlete? Because if you do, there may be some key nutrition mistakes that you were doing. Hi, I'm Alexa, the sports statistician, the host of this podcast, the Reach Appear podcast experience. And glad to have you here again for an exciting episode where I'm going to deep dive into the five common reasons or five common mistakes, so to speak, that many athletes make. Without further ado, let's get into the podcast. Look, athletes are not exempt from making nutrition mistakes. In fact, sometimes they are more susceptible as the drive to reach those pinnacles of performance and success can affect either their clarity and or their motivation to, as the, as the saying goes, to risk it for the biscuit. But today you're going to learn about five common nutrition mistakes that I see among athletes. Okay, When I first get started coaching them, when they come to me for help, or just when I see what they are actually struggling with. I'm going to share those five things with you today. So not only can you identify them for yourself and start fixing them, but also so you know what to look for going into the future, especially if you're pursuing a career in being an athlete, this will be very, very important. But even if you're just like a more recreational athlete or you just want to play it for the joy of it all, doesn't matter. These are things that are going to make the whole experience better because you're going to be able to perform better while feeling better too. So What's, what are these? What are these five common mistakes that I've seen as a sports dietitian? Well, here we go. Number one is not eating enough calories to fuel your needs. And I've actually found that one of the main reasons that this occurs among athletes is one or either of these three reasons. One, trying to get leaner. Two, an erratic eating schedule, which may or may not be caused by the sporting schedule. And three, a lack of awareness around calories. But it's very important to remember that as an athlete, your caloric intake is crucial for not only your health, but also your performance. Because you are different to the general person. You are exercising a lot more. You have increased energy demands. And because of that, you've got different nutritional demands as well. So you can't be risking it by not fueling yourself enough, even if you are trying to achieve a certain physique. That's why I always recommend that an athlete Will, uh, should work with a sports dietitian if they are not comfortable with the process or they're trying to achieve these big results that may or may not affect their performance and or their health, of course. But how can you identify when you're not eating enough? Because that's maybe what you're asking. Cool, you're telling me that I may not be eating enough, but how do I know if I'm not potentially eating enough? Well, here are some signs you may be under eating. Number one, hungry all the time. Do you find that you're just constantly starving? Two, performance is depleted by the third or fourth quarter. So by the end of the match, you're just finding yourself just hitting a wall. And it's not like a physical wall that like conditioning would be the reason of. It's more so like you just feel like you're just like the tank is empty. Uh, thirdly is you're losing more than about one to two pounds or half to one kilo per week. So if you're trying to get leaner and you're having some rapid weight loss going on, you're most likely not eating enough calories. The next thing is struggling to concentrate on the field. Eating enough calories and concentration are quite linked. So if you're finding you can't concentrate on the field, perhaps you're not eating enough calories in the first place. And a disrupted menstrual cycle. So if you're a female athlete, you should be looking out for any disruption in your menstrual cycle and seek doctor's advice if this happens. Because it may be that you are chronically under eating or over a period of time while exercising excessively. 
So these are some of the things you want to look out for. But all in all, just remember that one of the biggest mistakes that I see athletes make is first and foremost, simply not eating enough. The second thing, the second common mistake that I see is a reliance on supplements before food, okay? This push and this desire, this focus, whatever you want to call it, on just being you know, on your stack, on your supplement stack basically. But the truth is this. Supplements won't help you unless your food strategy is robust and you've covered your basics first and foremost, okay? Now, add, that, add into the equation the fact that most supplements don't even work and the ones that work, they're not always going to be like they're not always going to be relevant to you, so they can be pointless. You're now looking at a very, 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 very small subset of supplements that could actually give you any benefit. But even then, some of these supplements, you may be focusing on them at the wrong time because this is what you should be doing first and foremost. You should be ensuring that you're eating enough calories. You should be optimizing your macronutrient balance, your quote-unquote macros. You should be ensuring that you're eating adequate nutrition, you know, a healthy good diet, and you should be ensuring that you have been calibrating your fueling strategy via food and perfecting that first. And then and only then should you start really placing more focus on supplements. Now, I know there are some supplements that you can get started with straight away because they just help you achieve your nutrition targets easier, like for example, protein powder. But that's not the ones I'm talking about here. I'm going to talk about the, the ones where everyone's taking pre-workout this and BCAAs that and this and that and all these mumbo-jumbo names that these supplement companies are tricking you with making you think that you need it. When in the first place, not only may you not be able to need it at that time, it may never help you. Okay, so remember, don't make the mistake of focusing on supplements so much that you forget about the real focus, which should be on food first. Now, the third mistake that I see athletes make is going keto and or paleo, okay? Much of the muchness, really, just variations of a low-carb diet, basically, is what I'm saying here. Now, the reason that you shouldn't be doing this, especially if you're a high-intensity athlete or an athlete that's you know, involved in team sports or doing CrossFit or something of that nature where you're really reliant on a, on a glycolytic nature when it comes to your activity and you're relying on carbohydrates, don't be following these diets, especially if you're wanting to improve performance because they're not going to be the best situation for you. Now, if you're an athlete that doesn't have high energy demands, then uh, you can make an argument for it potentially. But even then, there's probably a better option for you because, well, I can safely say that very little people actually like doing keto and paleo, okay? We all love carbs, most of us at least. But yeah, why do I not recommend keto and paleo generally for an athlete? Well, one, they're hard to sustain. Two, they're nutritionally imbalanced, generally speaking. And three, they're horrible for the performance-focused athlete. Because like I said, carbs are fuel. Without fuel, what do you get? You get a car that's running on near empty. And that's not really a viable strategy if you want to be reaching your peak potential. Now, if you're, not, if you're like identified as an athletic individual, um, and you're like, oh, but I don't really care about elevating my performance. I just want to have fun with it. And I feel okay with it. Well, that's a whole different story. Okay. But I'm sure that you clicked on today's episode because you have been struggling and wanting to find what is it that may be causing this, this plateau, this stagnation, this, this cease in performance improvement that has just been playing on your mind. And the reality is perhaps you were just not eating enough carbs. So my recommendation would be look into your carb strategy. Make sure that you are fueling enough. Now, the fourth one is doing a dirty bulk. Now, I see this quite often with athletes in sports where physicality can come into play and by physicality I'm talking about you know power and overcoming the, the opponent 
because people want to get bigger. They want to get more muscular. They want to increase lean mass. But at the same time, they want to do this so rapidly that they do what's called a dirty bulk, which is when you gain all that mass very quickly, but it's dirty because you're not really focusing on a calibrated approach. You're not focusing on the right foods and you definitely may not be focusing on eating foods that are of a healthy nature, okay? And what happens is you not only gain the mass, but with that comes not only muscle mass, but also body fat. Now, this can actually impact you because as you know, as an athlete, you want to be maximizing functional capacity, so functional mass, and minimizing non-functional mass where possible, okay? You don't want to be gaining body fat just for the sake of it unless you're in a sport where that could potentially be helping you. But if that's the case, you know who you are, so this won't apply to you anyway, okay? But if you're like, let's say, a basketball player, you don't want to be suddenly gaining all this mass and placing all this extra stress on your joints and, and impeding your performance and all this sort of stuff just for the sake of building some extra muscle very quickly. You're better off focusing on a more calibrated approach where you focus first and foremost on establishing caloric control and then increasing your calories as needed using a calibrated plan that doesn't increase your calories into a surplus by too much to lead to a dirty bulk. Okay, more gradual changes over time will be better for you, especially because then you can adapt to the situation, adapt to your body changes, and still maintain conditioning and a healthy diet overall. Hope this makes sense, but it's very important because I see it especially, this is mainly for, for male athletes, but I have seen it with female athletes as well, where they want to gain mass very quickly in the off season or whatever, and just before they start the season, and it just doesn't become, the reality is that it's not as good as they think, and it can actually impact them in a negative way. And I've seen it time and time again, so don't do it to yourself. And the fifth and final one I want to talk about today is the fact that many athletes do not periodize their nutrition across the year. And this is something that I do differently with my nutrition coaching is where I make sure that when I'm working with an athlete, I'm periodizing their nutrition based on their demands and their desires and the evolving goals and their sports across the year, all these different factors, making it completely individualized. And many athletes don't do this. They have in-seasons, they have post-seasons, they have off-seasons, and they have pre-seasons. They just only have that for their actual sport and training. But their nutrition strategy does not follow the same trend. Why? Okay, it needs to follow the same trend. That's why I use a concept called the nutrition seasons. Okay, and if you want to talk about this more specifically with me, please reach out. I can see how I can help you because this is something that really is lacking for a lot of athletes is where they don't have a specific nutrition strategy. They just do something arbitrarily for a bit of time and then do something else and do something else. And at the same time, these things that they're doing, they may or may not even be evidence-based in the first place. They may not even be good for them in the first place, but they don't even have strategy around that. So you got to make sure that you got to start looking at potentially periodizing your nutrition alongside your sport. Very, very crucial, very, very effective, and in my opinion, very, very important for you to be able to achieve that peak potential that you are striving to achieve. Hope that makes sense. Like I said, it's a new concept that may be something that you want to have a chat with me first about. Feel free to reach out, emails below, or you can just go to Instagram, reach out there. Okay, because yeah, so now, now you know what those five things are. Okay, I've shared those with you, the five key nutrition mistakes, the five common nutrition mistakes that I see among the athletes that I start coaching, that I see among the athletes who are struggling. And now you want to ask yourself, which one of these apply to you? And then also you want to, in the future, look at which one of these have arisen and are about to impact you. Because then if you're proactive rather than reactive, you can overcome it earlier. Hope that helps. 
okay? Now, if you want help with this, if you want to work with me personally, if you want me to help you design a nutrition plan that considers you as the individual athlete that you are and help guide you, provide the roadmap, be there for you, provide the accountability and the guidance and show you how to transform yourself the right way, well, I'm here to hear what you have to say, okay? I'm here to hear what you want help with. I want to hear what you are struggling with to see if I can help you. And yeah, I've got a new, and especially if you're like new to the flexible dieting route and you're like, oh, but I'm kind of liking the sound of what you're talking about there, Alexa. I do have a new 90-day macro Sherpa program, which is your Kickstarter program to get you started into flexible dieting. Okay, so if you're interested in this, please send me an email and say, say Sherpa. Okay, send me an email, say Sherpa, or just, just contact me anywhere. Okay, contact me on the email or, or the Instagram DM, like I said before, and just say, hey, I heard about this 90-day program. Tell me more about it. I'll tell you more about it. I'll hear more about you because, hey, that's the important thing. What do you want to achieve to see if I can help you and see if we can work together? Okay, so yeah, hope this episode has been helpful. Hope you've enjoyed listening to my voice talk about something so important such as the mistakes that you need to avoid because remember, as I always say, it's not always about doing the right thing or knowing what to do. Sometimes it's about avoiding doing the wrong things and knowing what not to do that's going to help you achieve. Okay, so with that, I'm going to leave you. Hope you have a great day. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much, guys, for checking out my podcast. Hope it brought you some great value today. You can check me out on socials under The Climate Dietitian or on www.theclimatedietitian.com.au. I've got some great stuff out there for you guys, some free valuable content. So yeah, please check it out, guys. And yeah, until next time, thank you.